This is Healing Through Love. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Today, I'm super excited. I have the very, very lovely Mary Wolf. Mary Wolf is a fitness trainer in New York City, currently teaching at the online fitness platform Obey Fitness. In addition to teaching, Mary is the social media manager overseeing Instagram and TikTok for the company. Um, she's originally from the Midwest, uh, moved to New York now over 11 years ago um, to pursue a career in dance. She's a lover of movement and is a top tier all around athlete definitely go check out Mary on Obey Fitness. She will kick your butt 600 different ways and uh, make you smile as well at the same time. Mary, how are you? I'm good. I feel really good. I taught, speaking of fitness, I taught early this morning at 6am. This day is like such an awesome day for me because when you wake up and you get stuff done so early, like your workout done, you're like, wow, I have a whole day ahead of me and it's like 7am. It's like the best feeling. So I always feel super ener like energized and organized on this day. So I, I know what you mean. It's like two o'clock and I've already done like so much work, you know, <laughs> and it yes. feels good. It's like, okay, I could just chill with a little glass of wine or something later and not feel bad about it because yes. yes. got my day done. Um, well, thank you so much for hopping in today. Um, let's just get into it, Mary. Um, First, before we, before I get into my first question, I just wanted to say, so Mary and I work together at Obey Fitness and in between her classes, um, she, like I always just like love talking to you about like your dates and dating and in New York and the ups and the downs. And I just really appreciated your just general like positivity <laughs> that you have. I mean, maybe internally you're, you're, you're doing all kinds of other things, but outwardly you just, you always know, just gave me so much hope. It was just like, yeah, I'm, we're here, we're in it. We're, we're still looking good. We're still doing our best and we're going to keep going. We're going to keep trying. So I just wanted to say that before we got into it. Well, it, it took a long time to get there. So I yeah. appreciate that sentiment. <laughs> No worries. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you grew up and specifically how were you taught to love growing up? That was, it was pretty non-existent and not in like a bad way. It was just, I wasn't really taught. I was just observant of my mom and my dad. My mom remarried and had to my dad, had me. Um, so automatically I knew that love was important because she left somebody because she didn't love that person anymore. Um, and we, I have a really good relationship with my mom, but we didn't talk about relationships at all. We didn't, we weren't on that level. We do now. Um, but we didn't talk about dating or guys. So I kind of internalized that a lot or just talked, talked about it with my friends. Um, so I was, taught to love in a very, very small way. And I didn't know what it meant un until I really saw my mom and my dad being affectionate, which they weren't very much at all affectionate. Like I didn't outwardly see it. They weren't loving or touching or anything like that. So that was, um, all stuff that I had to learn. So, yeah, I feel that, um, definitely there's, I, I, what you said about like seeing your mom, you know, kind of fall out of love and understanding like the, the weight of it, I guess, especially like, uh, so I've seen my mother married and divorced about 
four times now. Um, and every time it, it doesn't get any easier, it's, it's a big like struggle. And it's, I've definitely see how it's impacted one, my view on marriage. Um, but then two, yeah, the weight of like choosing to love somebody, choosing to, to marry and commit to someone. Um, and when that doesn't happen, like how that sort of, you know, it can impact, you know, a whole family. Um, so yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, early on when, when you started dating, um, like when that was for you, who were you in the relationships? You know, was there things that based off of your experience, you know, with your, with your caregivers, what was that sort of informing you about dating and relationships? Yeah. So my earliest relationship was in high school. Um, and it wasn't very long at all. He, it was the guy that was always a part of the girlfriend group, if that makes sense, like the best guy friend. And we ended up dating for a very short period of time. Um, short tangent, uh, he went on to date another girl and marry her, um, in college. And my mom ended up doing the wedding cake because my mom makes wedding cake. So that's oh, always wow. like really fun. <laughs> so it's like, really, and then I like attended the wedding because I'm actually like, she act, does obey as well, the company that I teach for. So it's like this weird dynamic where she like takes my fitness classes and we are now good friends. And then I like went to their wedding. Anyway, that's just like a, that's just like the story of my life. Um, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. But my first long-term relationship was in college and I did not, and I dated him for over two years. And I can say right now that I loved him in a different, in more of a friend way. Um, I didn't experience love until later on. Um, but he was like my best friend. And I think that's how I approached a lot of my relationships where I, I sought out more of a guy friend than I did, uh, more romantic. And now I, I know that's a little bit different than what I want now, but he was like my best friend. We had the best time together and I, I moved to New York city and he stayed in Nebraska. And so that was a huge thing that kind of broke us up. But, um, yeah, for friendship was the main thing that I sought out and it, I think it still works for me, but in a smaller capacity. So mm, that's interesting though. Like, do you think that that maybe friendship felt like safer in some way. Like if I, if I don't say, Oh, I want love or this like big emotional <laughs> offering, you know, mm -hmm. if I just say friendship, you're less likely to get like hurt or what do you, why do you think that was? I grew up with brothers and I think I, I like being a, a friend to guys. I, I feel like I'm very much like a guy's friend type of girl and so I was, and I like, I grew up with sports. And so I feel very attached, even like my style, I'll, I'll dress like a little, um, I don't want to say manly, um, just not as feminine and I'll wear like guys, you know, even in, in my style I do. And so I, I think I relate to guys in that way where I like, I want to be their best friend. I want to talk about sports. I, I, I want to like drink beers with the guys. That's the type of person that I've always wanted to be. And, or like, I felt more comfortable with just like being a guy's a girl. And so I think I sought that out in relationships really early on. 
um, when I was in my sorority and I was hanging out with frat guys. So that's what I liked. Um, I love that. I, I, I can relate to that because I was definitely the like tomboy, right? The tomboy kind of growing up yeah. in, in, in life and in like also in my friend groups too. And I, like while there was a lot of benefit, I think at that time of having like guy friends and I, I had a younger brother too. So it just sort of made sense. It did sort of make like a little bit of a struggle in terms of developing female friendships. I don't know if you had like that kind of same <laughs> issue yeah. growing up. Yes, but more lo like long-term ones. Like I have, I, I feel like a lot of girls have like really, really close long-term friends mm -hmm. and I do, but they're singles. They're like single here, like maybe a double there, like in college or through like jobs and stuff like that. But like a massive big group of girlfriends. Yes, I can relate to that. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, transition now into New York, New York dating. Yes. <sighs> can you kind of give us like a brief journey of Mary dating in New York? <laughs> yeah, this is, this will kind of, you know, set up for, uh, my whole dating career, uh, I met someone really early on, um, at my job that I was working at, I was a bartender and he was also a bartender and I fell in love with him and we were together for a little bit. And that was when I like really felt, I was like, this is it. Like he's the one, or this is the one, this is what I want. I, I like romantically, intimately best friend, uh, like banter. I was like, this is it. And that relationship ended and I was heart so heartbroken that it prevented me from not only going on dates, but prevented me from opening myself up to other relationships until very, very recently, because I was constantly comparing my every single person to that type of love. I was like, this doesn't feel like it felt with that person. And so I um, didn't date because I was like, it's not the same. It'll never be the same. And so uh, up until recently is when I started really dating again and feeling like, okay, there is something else out there for me. <laughs> so took a long time. That relationship really broke my heart. Oh, first loves, man. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can totally like understand that. Like uh, there is something about, and I need to do a whole episode on my first love. Cause it was, it was something else, but there yeah. is like something about like, yeah. Com like one comparing relationships, but also that first love experience, like yeah. when you, especially if you've had this pattern of like, okay, starting from friendship and, you know, not really venturing beyond certain boundaries in your relationships. When you meet that one person that kind of, takes you to the next level you know it's like it's it's like you've I don't know you've graduated in the game or something and you're just yes. like yeah like don't like, you feel like you set the bar like you're like this is the bar that I want to get to and so every person you're like you know doesn't quite get there you're like why like why isn't this person meeting it and it, you know maybe it's because I wasn't letting myself but it was just a constant game of comparison 
Yeah. And also it's, it's, we're basing it off of what we're like experiencing in our information, right? So if we know, okay, this is the bar and I really like this and this was great. This, this must be the best thing, right? This must be the absolute top tier. And we don't realize like, no, there's actually probably 10 other layers above this that we could go in our relationships, but we're only basing it off of like our experiences. And I think there's no man, there's no manual that we kind of get, you know, as we go into dating, we just have to figure it out. Um, and so how are you dating now? Do you like modern dating? Are you on the apps? Are you doing in person? What do you like to do? So fast forward years of just healing and going through a few dates and then comparing, uh, around like early 2019 is when I was like, okay, I'm going to really, really do this. I'm going to really, really commit. Um, I was like feeling confident in my body jobs, everything. And then pandemic hits and I was like, amazing. And dating just absolutely went to shit. And so like everything um, else, (laughs) yeah, like everything else. So I, I went, went on like a few, um, friend, not friend. I went on a few like mutual dates, uh, with guys that I already knew that like, there was something there and, you know, everybody in 2020 was like either like coupling up or they broke up. Like it was Mm -hmm. either, either, or, and so I think everyone was like trying to match and I went on a, a few, a really amazing dates that fizzled. Um, and then once the world started opening back up, I hit the apps and like, I've never had before, like I always had the apps. I didn't do them. And then I finally was like opening up a world. I really set up my profile. I've been mostly on hinge. Um, that's been mostly successful for me. And I did do one matchmaking service though. Really? Um, okay. Yes. Yes. Which was why I was so excited to talk to you. Yeah. Um, more success than I did. Um, my mom called me one day. I'll never forget it. Um, it was, it was night and she was like, Mary, I want to, I want to buy you something. And I'm thinking in my brain, I'm like an air fryer, like, <laughs> like what? Like so fun, a gift. And she was like, I want to get, get you a matchmaking service. And I was like, no, thank wow. you. It, like, so put off by it. Um, but you know, she ended up buying me, it was like, um, three months, uh, X amount of dates or like six months, X amount of dates I get, um, with the service and they set me up and, um, basically the first, it took me a while to get to my first date because I kept saying no. And they were like, listen, just go on one date and then we can figure it out from there. Mm. It was the worst date of my life. Um, (laughs) do tell, do tell. So. I mean, the person had moved here in 2020 and was living off of Times Square. So I, you know, you have that like initial conversation, where are you from? Where do you grow up? But then we didn't even have like mutual New York things to talk about, which was really hard. Like, oh, I love going out to that bar or restaurant or, you know, there was just like, no mutual things physically I wasn't attracted to him as well which was super you know I think initially important um and there's just no connection I I wanted to I think I chugged I I know this is terrible but I think I chugged my cocktail and (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, I gotta get out of here. I was like, I'm gonna and I looked so cute that night. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a you know, and I I think I kind of and I that was a one and done thing for me. So I didn't even go on the other dates with my matchmaking service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we my matchmaker was so nice and I just felt like she didn't know me. Um it, it was I felt like it was impossible to get to know me and the person that I wanted mm-hmm. to be. So um, I, you know, respectfully declined and I tried it though. And that was the most important thing. Cause initially I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and so I was just proud of myself for like saying yes to something that I was absolutely not comfortable with. I had no interest in. And after I talked to a few friends, they were like, why not? Like, it's, it's, it's free. It could be fun. Like you could go see a new place, meet a new person. And, um, I wouldn't say it's an all around bad experience. It just wasn't the experience for me. So fair, fair, but I, yeah, celebrate those wins. I mean, the fact that you like tried it and you, you, you gave it your best shot and, you know, it didn't work out, but like that's growth right there. Right. Like that's, that's a different way yeah. of dating that you you haven't done before. I think that's how I'm kind of approaching it too, because like, I was very much like, the second I signed up for it, I was like, wait, why the hell did I do this? Like, what, what is this? Is this really what my dating life is coming to? Like, I have to like pay someone else to like do this for me. But I know. there was there even, even just in like my first conversation with my matchmaker, like there's things that I was learning about myself. Like the questions, like she was asking about my preferences and what I was looking for. Like I really had to like think about it. And it was a lot of things that like, I didn't consider in a partnership or or that like I could ask for in a partner, if that makes sense. Like, I was like, oh, I have to kind of just be okay with settle, like settling in a way, but just sort of expecting less. And she's like, no, like just be specific. And you know, if, if it's out there and it, it aligns great, if not, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to, to hit everything. Um, but even just that process was like super helpful for me. Yeah, that was, that was, I also do remember that being extremely helpful. I've never listed out, um, things that I've wanted in a relationship before. And that was like a good exercise for me because it's all, it was always just like whatever I'm feeling or seeing. And so that was like, nice to actually be like, no, this is what I would like them to do. Whether it was like little, like I can't ski. So, or, you know, like something, something silly, like, or something a little bit deeper. Um, and so, yeah, that was a really good exercise for me as well, I guess. Yeah. Like I said, not an all around bad experience. <laughs> for sure. Well, hopefully I'll be able to report back with something more positive, but you yeah, will, I, I have, I have good faith. Like I'm so pumped for you. Like I, I know this is going to be a great experience no matter what. So it already has been, I mean, this podcast has come out of it. So I, I can't like, even if I don't find my soulmate through this, like, this alone, this growth alone has been just wonderful. So yeah, very excited. Um, so, oh, I had a, so, um, you're a fitness trainer. I was curious if like in your journey towards, you know, health, wellness, fitness, all of those things, has that kind of impacted like how you date and like those preferences and stuff for the opposite person? I obviously value, you know, that they value their health, you know, in, in a partner. Um, do they have to work out 
every day or anything. No, I, I don't physically, uh, I have dated all shapes and sizes and I, you know, could care. Am I attracted to a certain type? Yes. But like I have dated all, like all shapes and sizes. Um, for, for myself, it's been interesting because I, I got into the fitness industry in probably like 2015 or so. And I was, I was really, really thin and I, uh, was going through the motions with my body and body stuff. And that alone impacted me because, um, as I started to get healthier and gain weight, that internal negative self-talk started to turn on as well. Mm. And, um, as I saw my body changed, my, um, negative self-talk just really took over. And that also prevented me and still to this day does prevent me from going on several dates, because if I don't feel confident enough to go on dates, uh, I, I won't, I won't go on them if I don't feel confident in myself. And it's been so up and down. Um, it's so up and down as a girl in general. Uh, but yeah, if I don't feel comfortable in my body, I, I won't even attempt to go on dates. And so, yeah, that's been really, really hard, uh, as I've healed from that journey, from my fitness and weight gain journey and sucks. Yeah. Tough. I I can totally understand. And, and especially in like, you know, how we date today with the apps, everything is visual, right? Like you're looking at photos and stuff and also even on like social media, right? It's very easy to compare yourself, like thinking, oh, these are the types of women that, get male, get men or, you know, are going to get the guy. Um, and I went through the same thing too, where I, you know, when I was really young, when I was a kid, I was like super, super, super skinny. And then as I got older into high school, started to gain a little bit more weight, actually became, um, a little overweight for a while, had so many insecurities with that. Um, and then in just an effort to like, start to want to feel healthy again and just feel good in my body, you know, I worked out more, um, and also working on a lot of like fitness live stream shows, you're watching somebody work out for like six hours a day. It started to make me think like, you know what, maybe I need to like take more charge of like my, my wellness, um, and starting to see the change in my body. And like you said, like feeling that confidence, feeling, feeling that strength or just that, just that healthiness. Um, but yet still, like you said, still struggling with like, you know, now the kind of more muscular shape that my body has, like, is that feminine enough? Like, is a guy going to see me as intimidating or something because I can, you know, lift this much weight or whatever. Um, and like that self-talk, like trying to wrangle that in because my goal isn't to like, you know, have a body that's going to get the guy necessarily. It's, I just want to feel good. And I want to feel like, confident and that like if I need to lift something heavy I can you know like I I can breathe and I think that that's that as I go further into that journey as well like that's the kind of healing and that's the kind of focus that I want to have too you know like I really just want to you know make it about me and like how I feel and not so much about 
you know, is this going to attract the right person? The right person will be attracted to whatever the hell yes. my body is, you know? Yes. I, I completely agree because I think it also comes off as like an energy as well. If you feel confident that, um, that, that attractiveness of your confidence is going to be attracted to somebody and, sometimes it's just not there. And it's been, like I said, up and down, but it is, it has been a long, a long time coming. And, uh, yeah, that, that has prevented me a lot from going out on dates. Not again, not because I I'm worried about like them looking at me. It's just like how, how I feel in my body. Do I feel okay today? <laughs> so, uh, or do I feel okay this week or, you know, this time of the month, like, let's be honest, like there's certain times of the month that I'm like, no, I can't, can't even go on dates. Um, so working on it. We're going to take it day by day folks and just love yourself. Love yourself. Um, can we talk a little bit about your TikTok and, um, I I just love how it's, uh, the dating stories that you have on there. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not on TikTok like too often because it scares me. But <laughs> when I do go on, you're one of the people that I follow. And I just love like when your content comes up and you're just like, you're just, you should start a podcast. Like you're just like authentically just sharing these stories that, you know, in, in experiencing it, I would probably get like really defeated having gone through a date like that. But again, your optimism, your humor about it, like it's just so, you know, just endearing and just hopeful in a way. Um, how, like, when did you, was your t- content like always about that? Or did you, was there a certain point where it's like, oh, this is getting a lot of responses. Like, let me, let me talk more about my dating life. Like, can you talk a little bit about your TikTok? Yeah, it started actually around the time when I was doing, uh, when I did the matchmaking service and I was like, I'm going to, I'm, I was going to do kind of like you are, I'm going to document yeah. my journey. And then literally had that one date. And I was like, I'm just going to let this like sit for a second and just forget that I even said that out loud. <laughs> and then there, the dating, dating TikTok, that community is at large right now. I'm like heavy in it and people share their dating stories and it feels, it makes you feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not, I'm also not going through this. So it feels, I think that's what TikTok is really helping me through is that like, it's the relatable content finds you and you also feel inspired to share your content or your experiences. Um, and Sometimes it's like one, one time a dating story went like not viral, but like had several, like a lot of views. Um, and it was just in the heat of the heat of the moment. Like I got home, it's like 11 PM. I film myself. There's no captions, nothing. I post it the next morning. It's like, they're like, screw that guy. And I'm like, yeah, like, it's like a weird community that cheers you on and makes you feel like you are seen and you don't know anyone. And so I love that, that TikTok can be there for you. You know, sometimes, like you said, going back to, to girlfriends, like maybe somebody mm-hmm. doesn't have the girlfriends to like talk to. Maybe all of my girlfriends, and this is true, <laughs> are like dating people and they're like mar- married or engaged. And I'm like, who the hell am I going to talk to about this stuff? <laughs> TikTok. Yep. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> the internet um yeah (laughs) 
I can totally relate to that. I'm definitely getting to that age now where it's like literally all of my friends are married, engaged, having kids. So this experiences like this and just like, like you said, being able to share and like have people validate, you know, the craziness of some experiences. It's very cathartic and it, it can be very healing in a lot of ways because this dating and in, in general, it can, can as much as you're trying to like find a person, it can be very lonely in that process. Um, you're judging yourself, you're critiquing yourself, and you, it's easy to just kind of get down and feel that fatigue after a while, especially if you're, if the dates are not going so great, or you're not really meeting anybody that's sparking it. Um, what keeps you going in your dating life? Like what, what keeps you motivated? I can tell you right now, I'm not very motivated. Um, I don't know if it's the weather or, you know, me just having a little bit of app burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, there's been, I was kind of seeing someone at the end of 2020 and that video that went semi-viral was about him. I was frustrated and of course didn't listen to anybody on the internet and I wanted more dates. He ended up just breaking my heart and pretty much ghosting me. Um, so I was kind of like burnt out from that experience and hopefully going to be starting back up soon. But honestly, like I don't mind the apps. I think they are, I know a lot of friends who have met their significant other engaged husband now on apps. So that's keeping me hopeful. Um, it is a little discouraging. Um, I will say, I'm not going to sit here and like sugarcoat it. Like I, I am going, I'm keep keeping the going, going, but it's at a slow roll right now. Yeah. Respect that. Yeah. You got to protect your energy at the end of the day. And sometimes you need breaks. Sometimes you need to just come back to you and you know, life happens. You're very, you're on the move. It sounds like you're definitely, you know, working hard to achieve other goals at the same time. So it doesn't have to necessarily always yeah. be, you know, about the love train, but, um, I think, I think, uh, I think just, yeah, recognizing where the fatigue comes in and, um, kind of giving ourselves that grace is important too. I'm learning that. Cause like, I would just beat myself down for not like, being more successful at this, especially the older I get. And I think I just want to be at a place of just true peace of just like being with myself. And if it happens, it happens great. But otherwise, like I have other things that like fulfill me and, you know, satisfy me. So yeah, I, I, I want to, I want to stay active as well, but I want to do things that like bring me joy. And hopefully in those things that bring me joy, it will also lead me to, you know, more relationships with friends and, you know, maybe a significant other. Absolutely. Um, what do you feel like has been your hardest lesson in love? Definitely the, um, definitely comparison, uh, comparing to my first love. And that, that was like a hard lesson to learn that, comparing and wishing and hoping for that same feeling is probably not going to happen again. And at least in that exact form, 
it'll happen in a different way with a different person. And it took me a long time to get there. Mm. It's a tough one and it's an important one. And I think also like recognizing that it's not, it's not so much that I need to find that person again. It's that I need to understand who I am today to know what's going to make me like feel good about a relationship, right? Like, cause the feelings are, are different because not because you're with that person, but because you're just a different person, right? That like so. you're in a different point of life from, you know, when, when you first met that person. So that who is, is <laughs> yeah, who is, who am I today and what do I want? And like, what is, what is going to spark that? Because if I look back at my first love and if I, I mean, I, I'm still kind of in touch with him, but like, I look at him now and I'm like, I don't, I'm not attracted to you. <laughs> like, what was, what was <laughs> like, where, where, how did I get to that level of feeling? Like you're not, not I don't know, not to shit on him. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to do another deep dive on that, but like, yeah, I, I recognize like, oh, I'm a different person and what I want is different now. So there's no need to compare it to that anymore because it doesn't matter. So yeah, I, did, I didn't even think about that. I was a very different person when I was with him. So, um, wow. I just learned <laughs> something here today. Thank you for that. So how we do it here on healing through love. We heal and we, we, we have breakthroughs. Um, uh, on the flip side of that, do you think you've gotten any great gifts from love? Oh gosh. I want to say I, I know, I know that I've changed, but now I know what I had originally of relationships is not obviously what I wanted. And now I know what, uh, lights, what lights my fire. I know that physical touch is important to me, even though I disgusted it as an early dater, I know that I do kind of like romantic things, even though that like, I used to, ugh, you know, I'm like a Virgo. I'm like, oh, stop, please. Like no romantic shit. Um, and I know that on those are, you know, a little bit deeper level. And I, I know that like things, even small things count towards that type of love. Like my love of music. If I know the type of music that you like is very similar to mine, I'm like, I'll fall in love with you. And so I even like the recognizing the small things, because I think I was looking on like a grander scale, um, that those count towards all these like little things. So yeah. Wow. Mary, you just blew my mind on that last one. Yeah. The small things. I don't even... I don't even think about that sometimes of just like <laughs> the way that I cut my pizza, you know, or like yeah. uh, little things like that, that could, that <laughs> it's funny. Cause in marriages, like that's, those are usually the things that end up like really degrading at marriages. Sometimes when, when you haven't considered those things, those like small isms or behaviors or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that's the question that like, I want to ask myself later and really think about like, what are the small things that add to my, my experience of love or take away from it? Right. Like, what are your, what are your ticks? You know, um, that was a good one. That's great. Yeah. 
anything else you want to share? We want to talk about like where people can find you, where we can keep up with you. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, you can find me on my TikTok. <laughs> All my dating stories are on TikTok because no one like, no, not anyone that I know follows me there yet, <laughs> which is like really fun. And so like exposing myself now, um, like all the people that I've gone on dates with probably do not know that I'm talking about them yet, but, um, I think it's just at mary.wolf, I believe on TikTok wolf, like the animal with two Fs and, um, at mary underscore wolf on Instagram where I'm, where I'm at mostly and on obey fitness. If you want to work out with me, I also talk about my dating stories sometimes in my classes. So <laughs> And those are the best classes when you're like doing burpees up and down and Mary's just telling this I'm hilarious so I state on Friday night. Yeah, exactly. Impressive. I'm impressed by that. Um, Mary, thank you so, so much for speaking with me today. I can't wait to, yeah, keep up with you on TikTok and all the things. I'm super proud of all of your success. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Healing Through Love. As always, if you have any comments or questions about today's talk, feel free to reach out on social media at solidarity underscore media, or you can head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to learn more and continue the conversation. If you head to the show notes of this episode, you'll find links on how to get in contact with today's guest. Also, there is a link for you to be a supporter of the podcast by becoming a monthly donor. Any amount helps in expanding the reach and growth of the podcast. So thank you so much for your continued support. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify, we have some fun polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can also submit answers to. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.